This is Neon Radio, episode 157, How I Got Scammed for $4,000 with your host, Nick Onkin. Welcome to Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, fashion and lifestyle photographer for today's top brands, performers, and game changers. On this podcast, we explore the body, mind, and soul of the creative entrepreneur, bringing you inspiring guests to help take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. What is up, Neonites? We have another episode, and this episode is going to be an interesting one as it's a recent experience that I just went through. It's how I got scammed for $4,000. Got to be careful out there, guys. And this, let me tell you a little story. And I don't say this in a poor me type of way, but as a warning out there to all of y'all artists and photographers, especially. I was I was scammed as a photographer. Somebody was trying to hire me. Even by posting on this this on Instagram, I saved someone from getting scammed himself, which is just goes to show you that good things can happen. So I thought I'd do a podcast about it so you can listen, you can learn from my mistake. I'll also post the email on the show notes if you get an email from this guy, go check it out. I, I learned from a photo editor. They've got, he's got a post as well with all this stuff. I didn't find out until after the fact, but hey, live and learn, right? So I preface this idea that I've been shooting per- professionally for the last 15 years, and I've never actually run into this type of situation before ever. In 15 years, this person must have history in the industry because all of their contact points and and knowledge of how the industry works was very very on point and they got to me they 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 pinned me for every little thing every every touch point every email didn't get past me and funny enough although you know the climate of the industry now and how clients operate these days this seemed completely totally normal. So let me jump into it here. I got an email a few weeks ago from a, a guy named Michael Beckert claiming that he was a writer for W Magazine. And this has happened before. The way the industry works is that writers will oftentimes get assignments and then have to find photographers. So didn't think anything of it. He told me he found my work on workbook.com, which is a big sourcing industry sourcing place for photographers. It's very pro. It's very like up there. He wanted me to do a shoot for the magazine, which was an editorial. And I mean, as a, as a photographer who doesn't want to shoot for W magazine, it's a huge magazine. I want to get my foot in the door there. He sent me links to specific editorials on wmagazine.com with inspiration images for the shoot and also talent suggestions. The clothes were, you know, he sent me the clothes. The clothes were a bit subpar, but uh, since it was an advertorial, you never know these days. Clients, they, you know, money talks and, and clients pay for whatever. So that didn't really, I didn't really flag that per se. You know, t- taste levels have definitely gone down overall. Uh, so that just seemed totally normal. So I proceeded with him through correspondence of emails. He told me that they've chosen to work with this talent agency, mxtalent.com. 
and they would be providing the production such as transport with the vans and the food and the snacks and refreshments and all that stuff. So they needed to have the money advanced to them, which is totally normal. This is how the business works. You get an advance from the client and then you pay out of pocket. Well, not out of pocket. You get the money first and then you pay your production expenses and your workers up front when you get that. The domain wasn't working when I typed in mxtalent.com, but he said, you know, he said it was, oh, it was under maintenance. I was like, okay, whatever, sure. Uh, happens a lot. I told him that I needed the check in hand before I could front that kind of money. So they sent me a check. I had my assistant come to my office, make sure that the check was in, in my office from the mail. He sent me photos because I was traveling for three weeks. So I was on the road trying to manage this whole thing as well, which is also another piece of the pie that it you know makes it harder to manage things from afar. The only thing I wasn't able to do was in time to... It was deposit the check in time for it to clear before I wrote the check out of my account. But since I had the the check in hand, I figured it would be okay. Due to the timing of our shoot date, we were kind of under... You know, we were under this pressure, under this timeline of, of getting things done, getting the money moving and all that stuff. They also sent me a, a contract from W Magazine for, with their boss's signature. Find out later it was uh, completely made up. So the, the talent agency guy, Frank, as he called himself, got the check. He called me saying the check wasn't going through, which I thought was a little strange, but still not necessarily out of the question. Finally, he, we got it all sorted out. They cashed the check on a Tuesday. I returned home on Wednesday night and deposited the check on Thursday. And our shoot was on Saturday, supposed to be on Saturday. So on Friday morning, I sent both Michael Beckert and Frank, the magazine and, and the uh, talent agency, an email telling them that I wanted to shoot in a certain location at a certain time. And I didn't hear back all day, but I was shooting another job and I was busy. So I didn't even think about it. And then when I finished the job, I I realized that they didn't email me back and I texted uh, Frank at the talent agency and the guy at around 6 p.m. and he, no answer. I tried calling him, no answer, radio silence, which the first thing it hit me through the whole process was this. It was, I didn't even think about it until they ghost, pretty much just ghosted me and I was like, it made me suspicious. So I called the bank called my bank and asked if there was any way to redact the check that I wrote because I felt like I had this feeling like I was getting scammed, something was going on. I mean, they said there's no way because they already had taken the cash out. They had already they had already gotten the money. So there's nothing they could do. And they said, ultimately, it was my responsibility, which it was because I wrote the check without making sure the funds were in my bank account. You know, Granted, I was traveling and I didn't have the luxury of being able to deposit the check and make sure the funds actually cleared before that. So they transferred to the check hold department. And, you know, what I found out was that they had closed the bank account for the check that they had written. So it was going to bounce, which pretty much showed me that it was scam. So later that night when I got home, I actually Googled Michael Beckert's email address and found a post on a photo editor, aphotoeditor.com. It's one of the biggest industry blogs out there. And I found uh, a whole post with the email that I got talking about how this is all a scam and they've been scamming a ton of other people. 
And that's when I realized that I got duped and I got, I got scammed. Uh, such a bad feeling. I'm, I'm sure you can relate when, when people straight up steal things from you, you feel violated. You feel completely duped. And, you know, I think looking back on it now, it all makes sense after putting all the pieces together and, you know, it is what it is. I made a mistake. I, it's my responsibility. And I think, you know, looking back on it, you know, there was not really much I could have, have done. I could have been a little bit more suspicious about it from the beginning, but it's never happened to me before in the 15 years I've been shooting here. So here's the deal, man. It's, it, it sucks a fat one, but at this point, what's done is done. And I can either choose to be a victim about it, or I can eat the loss and ask myself, what is the lesson in all of this? And just let it go and move on. Because at, at a certain point, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make sense to go after it. So, which is a great point here. We can't choose our circumstances or what happens to us, but we can certainly choose what we do with it. And I'm not telling this story to be woe is me, poor me, but I tell the story to shed light, not only to save other people from making the same mistake that I did, but also, you know, in believing these people, but to create a positive uh, perspective with things like this. You know, I did take this to the police and they said the only thing that they could, that I could do is sue the person I wrote the check to, but I'm not, uh, I'm not sure just it was a fake person at the end of the day. So how, who am I supposed to sue? They probably like took somebody's ID and social security and created a whole fake person out of this. And I'm pretty sure that not just one, um, there's just one husband or wife behind all of this, basically posing, they posed as the magazine and as the talent agency and, and basically just made me, had me write the check to them, which is crazy that the police wouldn't do anything. Like this is obviously grand larceny, but they basically told me that it was a civil case and I just had to go deal with it myself, which doesn't make any sense because it's a total scam. So pretty much what I've done is I've reported it to the FBI as grand larceny. And I hope that they can find the person behind all of this as I've already talked to another photographer who's lost $3,800 last year with the same guy, same email, another photographer. I just also talked about earlier who I, he caught my Insta story as he was going through the process and, and killed the project. So saved him money as well, or saved him from getting scammed. There's also, you know, another positive light here in that by sharing, I can help others through it. So that was a big learning lesson. So what are the lessons from this? Well, the first one is be more diligent and establish tighter business practices. No more advance checks that don't clear before sending funds to production. Do note that, never do that. Create policies that prevent these types of circumstances. Collect advanced payments, uh, typically by electronic transfer. Pay attention to the details. Look deeper into inquiries from people. So many different things. Just put in other, put a lot of business practices in that, that prevent this from happening. Number two, perspective in finding the lessons. Whether we play and be the victim in a situation like this, or we can choose to take responsibility and ask, you know, what is the universe teaching me from this? How can I learn from this? Uh, it's a perspective shift. 
And honestly, I feel okay. You know, I think if it was a year ago, I probably wouldn't have been in a different space of, of reaction to this. Number three, share the story in a positive light because you never know who you can help. You can never know, you never know who you can, you know, help by telling your, talking about your mistakes. And I mean, look, I got duped. I got complete, I fell for it. <laughs> it's embarrassing to a certain extent, but also there is light at the end of the tunnel. So that be said, be careful out there, guys. Be suspicious. Make sure your check's clear before the money comes, before you shell out money. Learn from my mistake. Also, keep believing in the good of the universe. Bad shit happens to all the time. But the more we believe in that, the more that and the more we believe that the world is out to get us, it actually will, and more of that will come. Believe that life is happening through you and for you, and yes, it will. Let go of the negative stuff and move on with your life. You know, I just have to talk, chalk this up as a learning experience and a loss and move on. My time is better spent making more money and doing things that will make more money than trying to track down the money that I lost. Uh, and that's, you know, it's still like, it's still a thing to have to deal with on a daily basis. So with that, that is my story. I hope you guys learn from this. And you can go check out the show notes over at neonlife.com slash EP157. Link up the photo editor article and also post the email that I had got so you can take a look at it. Be sure you don't get an email from this. They're using other names as well, uh, not just the Michael Beckert. So there's other scams using other magazines as well. So beware, be careful. And so hope you enjoyed this and don't forget to uh, join the community, the Neon Life community over at neonlife.com slash community. And that is a Facebook group where you can connect with other creatives. We also have a, a Neon Life quiz, which is neonlife.com slash quiz, where you can take a 10 question quiz and get free content to help you out wherever you are in your creative journey. We set that up because everyone's in a different place and we've got different content for different people. Now we're at what episode 156, so a huge archive here of evergreen content. Some amazing people, amazing guests from like Usher to Donna Karen, Daniel Arsham, Emily Fletcher, meditation teacher, just so many, so many like archives that are great. So take a take a cruise through there, neonradio.com if you like. And with that. I'd love it if you could help me out by leaving a good review over an Apple podcast and sharing this episode out. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out and create your life by creating every small moment. And we'll see you next time. Next time.